Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, folks, and people to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. I'm the managing partner at SME Strategy. We facilitate strategic plan creation and support teams with implementation. And I get the pleasure of interviewing Richard Black today, who is the president and GM at Superfly. Richard, what's happening today? How are you, Anthony? It's great to be with you and your audience. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm excited to learn more about, uh, you know, what you do on the day to day basis and your your journey. And I'm excited to talk to you just before the holiday break, before you get to go, hopefully on your vacation. But uh, I won't digress too much about your vacation. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, what keeps you excited about your day to day life? Sure. I am, uh, as as you noted, the president and general manager of Superfly. I've worked in the advertising sl- slash marketing business for the past 30 years uh, at a number of different agencies. And it's really the craft that I love. And I my primary focus really is on brand experiences, which I think are just so critical to, to life for, for all of us. And especially you know, as marketers, but also even more importantly, as humans. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I'm a big marketing guy. I'm a branding guy by trade, but I'd really love to learn how long have you been with Superfly for with as of today? I've joined Superfly about 16 months ago. I actually joined uh, in the middle of the pandemic. I left my former uh, company uh, after uh, 14 years uh, working under the IPG umbrella. Uh, and a variety of roles there, senior roles within the organization. And I joined Superfly in probably one of the most interesting times you could join any company. I would agree. So what what has that journey been like for you? Because obviously you had your previous role and you were with that company a long time. Leaders often come into new organizations, especially in leadership positions. They have the opportunity to create a new mandate, create a new future. And in your case, you, you did it through a, a challenging time. So maybe you can walk us through, you know, what was your plan of attack walking in? What were some of the things that went well? What were some of the challenges without, of course, you know, disclosing anything that's too private, but just like your journey in this new leadership role? Sure. Well, I think one of the most interesting things about the journey is that anything that I thought prior to joining the company uh, pre-COVID, all of that went out the window. And I consider myself a really lucky you know, individual and leader in the fact that I got to lead in 2008 during an economic tsunami and saw the impact on our business and the industry as a whole. And then fast forward to you know, 2019, 2020, 2021, to really have to lead in, in uncertain times through you know, a healthcare you know, and the pandemic. So that in a lot of ways fundamentally shifted. Now, our core business is live experiences. So I came here with the mandate of, hey, how do I build upon the great legacy inside the company and how do I prepare it for its, you know, its next phase and next chapter? So I often you know, talk about really less about future-proofing the agency as a whole, but making it future-ready. And so that was what excited me about joining the company. And oh, yes, we had to throw in a little COVID in there to make it a little more interesting. But that's really what I came here to do. And that's, that's really what I've been on. Uh, since I joined. 
Cool. And so how did you rally your team around that future ready while also kind of maintaining the the essence of the company while still, you know, putting your, your own spin on it. What are there like two or three practical things that you did maybe starting with your leadership team or, or if you went with the company as a whole? Sure. I actually began to, you know, build my leadership value uh, inside the company from the ground up. I think it's really important for when new leaders come in, you know, essentially nobody likes getting a new boss. Whenever there are senior changes at the top of an organization, people wonder about, you know, the individual and what that, what does that mean for them? What does it mean for the organization? So that's really where I started. The number one question that I got was, well, what's your vision for the agency? And so I did one-on-ones with each person inside the company. I wanted to get to know them as human beings first. I wanted them to know me as a human being. I think you know most people could go to my LinkedIn profile and see the things that I've done, but I wanted them to know about the individual, the person that was joining the company. Because in the outset, I need them more than they need me. Because I you know, need to think about, well, how are we going to actually drive step change growth in the company? And who are, who are the people that are going to do that uh, you know, for me? So I started with, at the ground level, meeting with each individual person one-on-one. They were all done via Zoom, which you know, was interesting because we couldn't sort of sit face-to-face. And there was a lot of questions like, well, how tall is he? And you know, this, you know, there things, things like that popped up. I'm still up. wondering how tall you are, but we can cover that later. We, we, we'll, we'll skip that. But, and so, you know, that's where I started. And then, you know, from there, I really just kept basically open lines of communication and really pushed in radical transparency. So I think the hallmark of a really, really strong leader, you know, not only is it being, you know, vulnerable and not having all of the answers, you know, you certainly have all the decision-making power, but you may not have all the answers. And so my, my approach has been, and I adapted, you know, my, my leadership, you know, style and, and, and principles, you know, by really being, you know, empathetic and, and vulnerable because we're all living in the same period. We're all having the same challenges. And I just wanted people to understand that I have the same, the same challenges too. My kids were in, they were in school. They were at home. My wife had gone back to work. Now she was back at home. We were all at home. Right. So, you know, we all had to deal with that. And so, there were a number number of things that I did. You know, one of them when I kind of just sat down and rewrote my own leadership principles, I created this thing called Have. Right, so it was you know, humble, agile, vulnerable, and empathetic. And I'm a little old school. I kind of have a moleskin book, and I wrote that down. And I would think about whenever I was addressing the team, uh, whenever we'd have like an all hands meeting, and there's one every week. Am I living these? You know these these virtues. Am I living these principles every day? I kept I continue to challenge myself to you know to do that. Mm, I, I really like that. And uh, just for everybody's context, how many employees were there at the time? So we have about thirty five employees inside the agency business. The broader company has we're just under a hundred people. There's a few divisions within the company. You know, are just a little bit on the company, just for context for your for your listeners. So, uh, started started by several entrepreneurs uh, who were working in sort of the music business wanted to you know figure out what could they do to really delight fans and really build fandom. You know, words that we knew, use now. I, I doubt they use those words now. Those are much more like marketing speak for today. But created the Bonnaroo Music Festival, and that really was the thing that was the impetus for 
essentially, you know, building out an, an entertainment and experience-based company. So, you know, we have an agency division that services clients and everything that your, you know, your audience would understand. And then we also invest in our own IP. So we own um, a music festival called Outside Lands in San Francisco. We have new IP with the Friends Experience or the Office and soon to be Prince. And so we build our own experiences for fans uh, as well as we do it for clients. And Very so that's cool. just a little like context so you can understand kind of where, where the company's coming from. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, what I really appreciate it, you know, as of course coming in there, cause it's the reason I ask is it could occur as a lot of work, you know, you're like, okay, I gotta have 35, 40 like meetings one-on-one, like in a time, everybody's busy and that kind of stuff. And I know, you know, coming through COVID that that was what people were doing right before everybody got kind of zoomed out as, as it was affectionately called. Um, but I really appreciated that not only it was less about, Hey, here's my vision, but it was really asking like, well, you were sharing your vision, but I assert probably also pulling in other people's vision to see where it aligned. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I think I'd even put a finer point on it. I had yet to write my own vision. I had my own thoughts about the company from when, you know, when I interviewed and my own research and people that I spoke to in the industry, but they were just that they were thoughts. They were, you know, uninformed. And to a certain extent, you could say as a new leader, you're kind of ignorant to what is really going on inside the organization. I think the strongest leaders are the ones that really kind of lead in that. So, you know, I asked everybody what their superpower was a little bit play on the words of the, you know, company being Superfly, but I asked, what's your superpower? And so I got a lot of really, you know, interesting, uh, you know, interesting answers. You know, some people were like, I'm a Spider-Man. We had other people who were like, I'm, uh, you know, I I can rapidly intake information. I, I truly, all I ever want to do is go to an experience. And so, you know, I, in my vision presentation, I took all that, made a word cloud and I presented that back to the company. I was like, well, here's what I learned all about you. And I hope, you know, you learned something about me, but putting all those collective words together was one of the ways that I was able to quickly, like, let's just coalesce the culture. Like that is the difference between one agency and the next. It's the values of the company and its culture. Everything emanates and flows from that. So I think, you know, for, for, you know, listeners really understanding what the values are inside the company, making sure you live those, you know, they get adjusted over time, but the great companies make fine adjustments. They don't make wholesale adjustments to their, you know, to their culture and their values. Yeah, I get that. Well, I really like, again, I appreciate how you did that. I appreciate how you pulled that out and said, Hey, hey I, I heard you, or at least this is what I heard. And one of the other things I, I appreciated out of your approach to entering a new situation is that you had your own grounding values and behavior. So I have a, a stupid example for myself is oh, I play soccer and I'm a soccer goalie and uh, I'm on this new team and I'm kind of uncomfortable. And I say, just be in the good, good position, make good decisions. So that's the only thing I have to keep telling myself. And I tell me like, you know, hundred, 200 times a game, And then what I really appreciate about you is saying, hey, I'm in this new situation. And for me, I assert, is if I'm humble, agile, vulnerable and empathetic, like I'm going to be fine because that's, you know, what grounds me. Do I have that right? Was that how you were kind of approaching that situation? And and was it what I think it was? Yes. You know, because, you know, when the pandemic started and, you know, I I decided I was going to, you know, make this change and move to another company. It was actually even like before the pandemic was really in in February 
you know, where this, would all this began to kind of percolate before it really became the pandemic, I had already, you know, made a personal decision that I was, you know, in earnest going to look for my next opportunity. I had felt that I had done everything that I could possibly do um, at my last company. I just, and I wanted something new and different. Today, we would throw that into like the great resignation. But before that became a thing, I just thought, you know, I, I want to do something. I want to do something else, but definitely related. And so, you know, during that, I began to, you know, think about being mindful and to your exact point, keeping my feet firmly planted on the ground, almost like centering myself in a way. Uh, it's like, okay, so we're going to have this call, you know, today, put my feet down, feel the earth underneath, underneath me, and then kind of, you know, move forward from there. And so that way it just allows myself. And I think for the people on my, on my team to say like, look, this is where we are now. And I tell them all the time, the windshield is much bigger than the rearview mirror. So I know that things happened in the past. I know the things that informed how we get here as a company, but it's really about what we're going to do today and tomorrow versus going back. Because you know, we, none of us can rewrite the past. There's no revisionist history. So I think that's really, really important you know, from a, from a leadership perspective. And the other thing I want to kind of add to that is... I also believe in this, you know, principle of just being a visible leader. So I don't ask people to do anything that I have never done. So if I was on your soccer team, I wouldn't ask you to, if I was the, you know, coach or captain or manager, I wouldn't ask you to play goalie if I had never, you know, put on the mitts and played goalie myself or know what it's like to be in that position. So I certainly believe in that. And, you know, prior, it would have been around accessibility. So, you know, like most of us, I would have been in an office. And I would encourage people to, you know, visit with me, get time with me, grab coffee with me. And I would make time in my schedule to do that. I still, I still do that today. I kind of marvel that when we have new talent, uh, when I tell them, reach out to me, let me know what's going on. That even to this, even to this day, in the time that I've been here, I still have new talent that sets up meetings with me or directly will slack me and, uh, you know, or ask my EA, can I get, can I get a half an hour or an hour? And I'm trying to, that's part of the culture that I really want to make sure that, you know, I am on the pulse and I want, you know, I want to know that I want to know what's going on, but I want to hear from them on places where we can be better. Where can I be better as a leader? What am I missing? What are you hearing? How are you feeling? And so, there's an awful lot of checking in with people that's happening now. I, I think it's actually really personally rewarding. Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate, to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting clear about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. And now get us back to the episode. I like that. I, I want to touch on it because I, I hear a lot of the, the human mm -hmm. experience in that. Uh, before I do just a, a note for everyone, you know, at SME Strategy, we facilitate strategic planning sessions. And what we find as an outcome of that are people as a group, as a leadership team, they have that grounding of saying, hey, okay, like here's where we are. Here's where we're going. That that windshield uh, is much bigger than the rear view. And uh, I really like that. So if anybody needs a support or you're thinking of doing strategic planning, please do reach out to us. 
a lot of what you talked about was about the human experience. The metaphor that you use, if like, hey, I'm not going to put somebody in net if I've never done it before. And it really shows a, a, a understanding. And I think it, I assert it aligns with when you do your experiential things, experiential things in the world. You're saying, hey, how can we augment this person's experience with our brand, our customer, our product, our event? And, and I see the very close uh, tie in to how the work experience should, in principle, uh, align with how you do things at Superfly. Is that am I on point with that? Yep, you're, you're absolutely on, you know, on point. I mean, our 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 agency mission is to shape how the world plays and connects. So if you can't sell it internally, you cannot sell it externally. And so I think from a leadership perspective and from all the folks inside, you know, any of these companies, if you really believe in the power of experiential and obviously, you know, the people inside our company do it's human to human, it's person to person. Those are the things that you talk about in social media, you know, by and large, if you post a photo, they're all from experiences, unless you're commenting or, you know, doing something of that, of that ilk. But the brands that win today are the ones that make a connection. And that's usually through, you know, fostering some type of emotional connection to their brand, or uh, it could be escapism. It could be nostalgia. We're, we're really into play. Play is one of the things that we, you know, from, you know, I don't know if you're a strategic, you know, strategic advisory and consultancy business, we really hone in on the world, on the word play, because it's irresistible. It brings you back to like a different time and place. It's when you let your guard down and you're more open to new things. And so it is that childlike atmosphere of creativity that we really hone in. And that's how we help differentiate our brand versus, you know, any number of agency brands that are out there. Cool. I love that. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing when you talk about a, a business, especially ones in a, in a competitive space, in a competitive landscape, and saying like, it's not what you do, it's how you do it that makes the biggest difference. So um, so let's shift gears a little bit and say like moving forward as, as you look into that windshield in terms of for the company, I'm going to ask two questions. One is, what are you excited for? What are you looking forward to uh, for the company's future, either with clients or with people or what have you? And the second is, what are you still challenged with? Like, what is one of the things that, not that it's keeping you up at night, but as a leader, if you're being really honest and vulnerable and humble and empathetic, is what are the things that you're like, hey, I still haven't sort of cracked this or I anticipate it being challenged in the future. So where's the company going and, and where are you challenged as a leader? Sure. Well, where the company is where the company is going um, is that we're going to continue, you know, on our evolution of building experiences. Been doing it for 25 years. You know, they were originally they were live. Then they began to, you know, move more digital. Then they became what we would call internally or use the word that you know many have in in digital experiences. You know, and now we're probably, you know, we're really probably in earnest coming out of the pandemic, you know, kind of moving into, and I'm not a huge fan of the words, we've got to come up with a better word here, but I'll say metaverse, uh, or we could say web 3.0. But the reality is the period of innovation that we just came out of has created new ways for all people to connect. And, and one of the underlying threads in that is technology. So we all believe that we will, you know, not only want to connect uh, you know, human to human, let's say at outside lands or at the friends experience, but we'll all be really accepting of connecting on Zoom, maybe connecting in a virtual world. But those technologies that once seemed like sci-fi, 
now we're all here. And my proof point, usually when clients, when I start this, they say, oh, well, you know, come on, that's that may not happen. I just say, if I told you in 2018 that by 2020, we'd all be working from home in our, you know, sweatpants and on Zoom, you would have told me I was crazy. So, you know, that might just be a little gamesmanship on my part, but I think, you know, this is this is where we're headed. So that I think for the company means, you know, new talent, more people that we can learn from, you know, more people that every day are going to inspire me and challenge me to be a better leader on the on the personal side, new capabilities that we will, you know, offer and, you know, grow into as an organization. What keeps me up at night is what I think many, you know, what many leaders do. If you boil down like leadership in this type of company or a CEO type of role, it really is around, you know, set the vision, set the pace, find the talent and retain the talent. You know, and in the and in the world of agencies, it's probably one of the fastest moving leadership opportunities you can get because there are no two days are the same. No two clients are the same, no two clients' business are the same, the challenges. So that's what really keeps me up at night is how do I make sure that I have us, you know, operationally kind of running on all cylinders all the time. I've got clients that their business is going really great. I've got clients that are challenged. I have my own, you know, challenges in an industry with whether it's uh, growth or margin pressure, et cetera. So I think those are some of the things that, you know, I wouldn't say they keep me up at night. These aren't the Sunday scaries for me. I kind of think it's, it's a great challenge. I kind of view it as a, as like a game, you know, do you want to be on the field or do you want to be in the stands? I personally want to be on the field. I want everybody to, you know, be on the field, not just the leaders and to have fun with what we do. Yeah, I get that. Well, I mean, like you're saying, you embrace that that kid like nature in the work that you do. And I, I think that players want to play and winners want to win. And so not that it's a challenge, but what I really heard it as is saying, hey, as you lead these people and you have to lead, you, know, you don't even lead your just your employees, you lead the culture. You also, of course, lead your clients, you know, looking into that future it's to be shaped and created. And I think that that's, um, you know, you got a picture of New York in the background. It's one of those things that I'm like, well, if you were in New York, you know, like a hundred years ago, two years, 200 years ago, like you played a part in it. Now it's fairly established and you're just like a small player in the big thing in some smaller cities that are still growing, you can shape and create that. And I think uh, whether you believe it metaverse world, like this non-actual world, or even in the economy, I think that this digital economy creates a lot of space for brands and for companies and for individuals uh, to shape. And I'm, I'm personally excited for that. And I'm excited to hear uh, what Superfly does in that as well. So as we finish up, uh, can you tell our listeners where they can get a hold of you, where they can connect, where they can learn more about uh, what you're doing and, and potentially work with you? Sure. So um, you can always you can always connect to this by you know going to our website, which is easy. But I'll, I'll give you my I'll give you my email as well. It's richard.black at superf.ly. So if any of your listeners want to you know reach out, and it doesn't always have to be you know for uh, you know business reasons. I'm always looking to get to know you know people. In a lot of ways, I'm in the talent and create creative business. And so whenever I can connect with individuals and if I can help pay it forward for someone or answer a question, I'm always happy to do it. It's why, you know, I was really excited about the opportunity to meet with you and, and to go on, on your podcast and show and the rest and the rest of your team. So that's how to get a hold of me. 
or you can do the more traditional stalking, find me on LinkedIn, et cetera. But I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, hear my views on, on, you know, leadership. Uh, the pleasure's been all mine, Richard. Like, thanks for making the time. Uh, I really, uh, I took some cool stuff away. Hey, the, the word, what's sticking in my brain right now, other than uh, Jimmy Snooker, uh, is uh, the word talent. And it's like the, the talent of people, not just the jobs and roles, but like what their capabilities are and the importance of, of continually developing those capabilities in the future. So anything else you want to say to our audience before we finish up? All right, well, I wish all of you a, a wonderful holiday. Uh, and certainly the best as, as you know, we move into, we move into the new year and for you know everyone to stay strong and to remember that, you know, everyone that joins any type of company or anything, you get hired based on, you know, your potential. And we typically define that as, you know, everything that you've never done yet. So really lean into the stuff that you've never done, because that's where I think you find like your greatest challenges, your most joy. And ultimately that's where you find your success. So again, Anthony, thanks for having me here today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Richard. And thank you to our audience for listening. And if uh, giving us five stars on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud is something you've never done, uh, Richard is encouraging you to do that and embrace something uh, new. And then also please share this podcast with somebody in your network that might find it valuable and give them some, some holiday listening. So uh, my guest today, thank you, Richard Black, president and GM of Superfly. My name is Anthony Taylor. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that will help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it. It'll help your team think more strategically and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's going to give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful. And we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus, you can use the code podcast for $100 off course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course, use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.